ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Price and Presley Spook Show. I'm Terry Price. I am Harold Presley. Welcome to our show. This show is a regular guy look at the spooky, the paranormal stuff, you know, UFOs, Bigfoot, which Terry loves, the kind of stuff that, um, you know, creeps you out. We talk about it. We're going to talk about that kind of stuff here on this particular show. If you've been listening to our podcast, you already know that stuff yes. that keeps you awake at night. Yeah, so, yeah, some of us more than others. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, okay. And don't forget, you got a spooky show, a spooky show, a spooky story you want to share with us that you want us to talk about over the air. We can do that. Uh, just email it to us, pricepressleyshow at gmail.com. And we got a lot of people sending in stuff. And, you That's know, right. Uh, subscribe and like our YouTube page. We like the likes. We like to subscribe. Give us a thumbs up. We like that. No thumbs down. Don't forget that. That doesn't exist. Thumbs up. That's Give us a Fonzie. That's right. And uh, Facebook page, <laughs> facebook.com. Hey, uh, Price Presley Show. Price Presley Spook Show. Go there and uh, like our page on Facebook as well. We have with us the uh, president and CEO, as well as the tech manager of the Dallas Area Paranormal Society, Tanya and Alan King. Daps! Hi, guys. How are you? Hey, how are you? Tanya and Alan, welcome to the show. Glad to have you here. And, uh, you know, I talked well, on a, one of our previous podcasts. Uh, Terry was uh, kind of introduced our whole podcast. He was telling us about his association with DAPS and everything. So I know a little bit about you guys, uh, but I want to know how you, T Tanya and Alan, how you how you came to get involved in DAPS. Sure. Um, I grew up in a house, a Bill turn of the century house that was haunted. I had lots of experiences there. And the Ghost Hunter show came on in about 2003 and just completely blew my mind that people were going out and seeking this activity on purpose. And in about 2008, I was working at the Dallas Public Library. And so in October, I reached out to several paranormal organizations and Dallas Area Paranormal Society was the one who I talked to and got them to come and do a talk at the library um was incredibly interesting and so they asked us to come to one of their meet and greets we did and we joined and two years later the organization kind of became ours and so we've been caretakers of it ever since alan what's what's your story tell us well i uh i spent some time when i was a lot younger in pubs in london one of which is famous for being haunted and uh as the family story story goes, there I am running around the pub garden, playing with a small child that only I could see. Yikes. Do you remember any of that? Do you remember the child at all? Yes. What what did the child look like? Uh, just, it just was a, kid? a small girl wearing a uh, a white like a bonnet, wearing oh, wow. a red penny. Oh really? Um, yes. A, a red what? Penny. Penny. That would be a very old uh, pinafore dress. Oh, oh pinafore! That's, that's okay. interesting. That's that's, that's wow. That's and the wild. fact that you remember that—that's that, uh, and you weren't you weren't afraid or anything. You just you just saw the child. Well, right? It was just I just thought it was a child that used to come to the pub and play. <laughs> come to the pub and play, of course. Wow, <laughs> wow. That's I, I was I must have been I was very very young. Yeah. All right. Well, tell us a little bit about the Dallas Area Paranormal Society and what your mission is. We are a nonprofit agency, which means we don't charge for investigations. And essentially we exist just to help people because I know what it's like to be afraid of your own home, to be afraid to go to sleep at night. And so it's always been my mission to help people understand what's going on because people tend to fear what they don't understand. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So I feel like if they have a little bit of education and have some answers about what's going on they'll feel a little more comfortable 
Yeah, well, that, that makes sense. Now, um, being the tech manager of the Dallas Area Paranormal Society, what does that entail, Alan? An awful lot of watching TV screens of nothing happening and an awful lot of reviewing audio. <laughs> and making sure that all the equipment works and that we're using equipment that makes sense scientifically. Yeah. So you know, tell them a little bit about the camera system that you use. We use a, a wide spectrum, commonly called full spectrum, but that's, that's really not a good description. Uh, it sees somewhat into IR and infrared. I see. So we're seeing a broader spectrum than a normal camera. Um, well, it's, it's, it's pretty tedious work, isn't it? Setting up and I mean, you've got to run wire and, and our general setup is at least an hour. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Sometimes more if it's a bigger location, because we have to run more cords, we have to work out the logistics of how we're going to get all the cameras set up. We have to know what activity is going on where so that we know what equipment to place there. Right. So if there's voices in one place, we're going to put digital recorders in that place. If there's reports of somebody running up and down the stairs, then we're going to put the motion sensors, motion sensors there. Mm. And also uh, it's called a geophone and it, it detects vibrations. So if you stomp on the floor, it will light, light up. up with that vibration. Yeah. Well, your mission favorite job which is with the cameras having to tape down the cords so people don't trip, trip up. <laughs> they, don't, they don't trip and fall and bust your head open. Yeah, because, you know, you got to understand we're walking around in the dark. Yeah, or, dark. And, and you got to know where everything yeah. is. And, you know, and, uh, it, so you're used to that, Terry, being a musician. you got wires and things all over the place. You have to know where everything is so That's you don't true. trip, you know, over everything. Now, uh, I've heard Terry talk about this, the fact that you're in the business of uh, – of disproving things, not in the business of proving that there is paranormal activity. You, you, yeah, you, you just... if, we can, if we can disprove everything, but there's always that 1% that we cannot disprove, mm -hmm. that, that is where the paranormal lies. And I, think... and I always like to say that we don't go into a case with proton packs blazing. <laughs> we go in with our instruments and we go in with the intention <laughs> to disprove what's going on. And once we have run through every logical explanation, then we might consider a paranormal explanation. On, on an average investigation, how, how many hours do you spend in a location? We try to start our investigation at dark. So it really depends on the time of year. I'm going to say probably five, six hours. You also got to remember on the other side of that, which you don't see on TV, is if we're running eight cameras, I've got to review every one of those cameras. That's right. If we're running four digital recorders, I've got to review all of that audio. So it's, it's not. So just because we're not, we're there for six hours, I've got that times eight. 48 time hours video. worth of video. Of 48 yeah. hours. Everything, yeah. yeah. So that's, yeah, it's very tedious. So we developed our set of procedures and we developed our pre-investigation interviews right. based on some of the things that we encountered that we were like, yeah, we're not doing this again. Yeah. I mean, one of my rules is that when you're on an investigation, you are with somebody at all times. That's it doesn't right. matter where we are or what we're doing. You have to have a person with you because if you have an experience and you're by yourself, then you have a really good story. That's it. But if you have you somebody back there, yeah. if you have somebody there with you that sees and experiences and maybe even catches and can quantify with some kind of data what you experienced, 
then you have something, you have some evidence. That's right. And on the, on the reverse side of that, if you run into, uh, the people who own the place, uh, you're not there by yourself, you know, uh, you, you won't run into, uh, what was that movie called where the guy was kidnapped by this woman and strapped to the bed and misery, misery. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't turn into a misery situation. (laughs) Well, I don't want to Mr. Man. (laughs) Yeah. She got a sledgehammer and she, you know, you, you want to get the hell out of there. The most dangerous thing about a paranormal investigation are the people that you're working with. It's not the, it's not the paranormal. Would you, would you agree with that, Tanya? Yes, I would. Because, you know, there's a lot of people out there who are experiencing psychotic episodes who are experiencing side effects from medications, we can kind of get to the heart of the matter and kind of dig down deep to see what's going on, what's going on with this person that might affect them to where they would think that it is the paranormal. So there's a lot of work that goes into a lot of pre-stuff that goes in before you actually step foot into a person's house, a home, or whatever it might yeah. be. Where are we going into going into? Yes, because I would talk to him at length on the phone before I even sent a team out. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if I didn't feel comfortable, then I would even do the um, questionnaire over the phone. That's right. Uh, and then yeah. I would tell them, okay, I'm going to send a team out, but it's going to be a small team. And they're just going to take some baseline readings. They're going to take their instruments. They're going to go around the house. And they're going to see if anything is out of place, if the readings are off the charts, not where they're supposed to be. And if that's the case, if we find something, then we'll schedule a full investigation. But my questionnaire, it asks some very intense, some very deep and some very crazy questions. But again, every single one of these cases that we've run across are the reasons that those questions are in there. Now I would imagine you guys that you, you, I've been hearing a lot of like scientific stuff here. You're like, you guys are, you're into the science part of you. That's what you are. Scientific organization. And I would imagine you, do you stay away from like the old, like witches, you know, spirits, that kind of, you stay away from that kind of stuff. We try to stay away from anything, any cases that we think have a magical, religious, spiritual influence mm-hmm. going on, because those can be incredibly dangerous cases. Mm-hmm. What people don't understand is that Poltergeist, the movie, that's all Hollywood. Yeah, that's it's all a movie. Made up. Yeah. But what Poltergeist really means is noisy ghosts. So if you have a ghost who is slamming doors, a ghost who is slamming cabinets, a ghost that can move things, you have a Poltergeist. Tell us a little bit about Poltergeist activity, because it it, it really does differentiate itself from uh, uh, intelligent hauntings or residual hauntings. A Poltergeist is a spirit that is mainly attached to a person. And that person is more than likely going through something emotional. It could be a teenager who's going through puberty. They're experiencing um, different tumultuous emotions. They're going through a lot of things, a lot of changes, and their body's changing. So a poltergeist can be attached to a person that's going through puberty. It can be attached to a person who's going through, through something incredibly emotional whether it be an emotional trauma or something like that. But it's just a spirit who wants to get your attention and who has enough energy 
to move things, slam doors, slam cabinets, things like that. Oftentimes in a poltergeist uh, experience, the entity or whatever it is will fixate on somebody like the dad or the older brother or, and, 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 and a majority of these tend to be uh, a juvenile female. Now, not always, sometimes it's yeah. a juvenile male, uh, but it's generally a juvenile female. And there is some thought that uh, poltergeist activity has something to do with psychic ability. And you saying it's attached to a person that does that mean that even if they, this family moves somewhere else, it's going to be stay with them yes. with that person. It's not yeah. attached to the house. It's attached to the person. Yes. Okay. Correct. Got you. Got you. The problem problem with the poltergeist is is it's very similar to what they call demon area possession. Correct. Yeah. And a demon area possession is what happens when it when a demon enters an area, and it does very much the same thing as what poltergeists well, do to to wear down the people. That would be uh, a. Well, you're talking about the demonic thing. That would be a poltergeist on about 19. Yeah. yeah. They have a lot more strength and a yeah. lot more ability to to break down and wear down the people in the family. A poltergeist, a poltergeist is really more annoying. Yeah. It can be yeah. more annoying than terrifying. Right. Yeah, like I'm going to say. Anything demonic is terrifying. I'm going to say this. Uh, I would never do any of this with you guys. I'm going <laughs> to be clear about that. <laughs> I don't want to be around anything demonic, any kind of spirit moving around, touching me, rubbing my head. I don't want any of that. Okay, no, I get freaked no. out. But when I after I shave my head, I go outside and I can feel everything, all the air on my head. That freaks me out right there. So I know I'm not doing any of this. Okay, Daps really does train their their investigators. I mean, before you can ever go out to investigate, you got to sit through lectures and and yeah. and um, you know when you start out you're the grunt you and believe me i know i was the grunt yeah, i remember you talking about occasion. that you, you had a whole lot of stuff around didn't you uh, <laughs> but uh, um you know they teach you they teach you basically and, and this is one of the things that tanya and allen taught me is that you cannot get excited about it yeah. if, if you feel like you got to leave get up and leave but do it calmly you gotta stay you gotta stay in control you know and, and but you can still yes. be excited but you gotta stay in control okay? right you you have to maintain control on your emotions because some of these places the, the spirits feed on that we emotional uh, activity yeah, yeah. and you don't want to get something attached to you or you don't want to stir up something that you can't control that you can't handle and not only that you don't want to get the people on your team upset that's right and good. that that brings up a very good point have you ever brought anything home hello i i don't believe i have um, I think I would know it. I have kind of uh, spirit visitors of my own, but I know the signs of that person or those persons. Yeah. And we also do things before we leave a site. Yeah. There are things that we do to cleanse ourselves and to tell the spirit that it must remain at that location. You cannot follow me home. You are not welcome. What are you, like, like, like what? What do you, what do you a do? Portable shower. Are you serious? <laughs> oh, I thought you were serious there for a minute. I said, what? A portable shower? No, we um, we sage ourselves to cleanse ourselves. Oh, oh sage, and burning sage. Yeah, I've heard it. Yeah. I have, I have a, a whole kit that has things in it. I have holy water and I have anointing oil. And also, I have an amulet that I wear for personal protection. I did too. I oh, wore a, okay. I, I wore a silver pentagram. Uh, Wait, werewolves or something? I mean, 
It, well, it, it's it's an ancient symbol of protection. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah. I'll talk, so. long before people thought it was witchcraft. Oh, no, I, I, hey, we don't we don't want to go into I'm that. I'm thinking right of now. the Wolfman. That's all I'm thinking. I got yeah. to get away from me, Terry, man. What? What? That thing makes someone pretty unhappy. One yes, night, it did. It? I think we're going to save that for a second show. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, what? Oh, no. That's a good story. Oh, let's do that I, now. I think I told that story in the first our we first episode. Yeah, because we're going to have these. We're going to have. They're definitely going to be back for another show. Yeah. Um. Before we go, that's go, a little teaser. Go any further? We've talked. We've talked a little bit about the technical aspect of 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 uh, what you guys do. Um. I want to get into one of your more interesting stories, uh, you know, and gosh, they've got so many and we're, we're already running short on time, but you've, you guys have been at a, at a, at a you investigated a jailhouse one time where you got EVPs where the, the entity was calling Alan some very colorful names. Um, you what, you could hear this? Yes. We were at, uh, you could actually hear the words on the EVP. You could on, on the recorder recorder. Okay. But, but the, the words were clear. But you heard okay. You heard him on the on Alan, the playback. Just, Alan, you, just tell us one of the words that this entity called you. What? what? Well, I mean, the the jail that wasn't me. That was that was another investigator. Oh, oh, oh. Setting up the equipment, and uh, he was saying, you know, is that camera set up? Is that camera set up? And the other guy was like, yes. And all you just hear in the background is pendejo. Bendejo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So not they, in the voice of any of those two. We've heard pigs. We've heard pigs squeal. What at at uh, investigations? That wasn't somebody doing this. No, no, <laughs> it wasn't. But you know, I can do that. But no. the, the, the the investigation that I'm referring to now, and this is the one we'll finish the show with talking about. You guys accidentally got into something that wasn't ghosts. Is that correct? Yes. Tell we us about had, that. We had someone contact us who um, he was of Mexican descent. And some relatives of his had told him, you need to contact this priest. He will come. He will bless your family. He will bless your house. He will bless your businesses. So he did that. Um, it was for a small fee. And it kind of devolved into, if you don't pay me, I will curse you. If oh. you don't pay me this much money, I will curse you. I will curse your family. I will curse your businesses. And his health started declining. He started having shoulder problems. He's, uh, I mean, just getting sicker and sicker. And Alan was actually the one who investigated this case. So I'll let him finish. Yeah, he, uh, he managed to pull his rotator cuff. Uh, his wife was suffering from migraines. Well, she just thought it was a run of bad luck. Uh, a couple of weeks before, he had found a dead snake on his porch. Uh, oh. Then his small child had one of those kids' cameras, and he was running around the living room taking picture after picture, and a a figure appeared on the picture. It's it, The arms are really elongated, the head's elongated, the body's elongated, and there are very few things I see when preparing for a case that make me a little bit Wary, that picture did it. Well, and it's funny. He sent me this picture, and it's a reflection. Wait a minute. You have this picture? Yeah. The kid. Here? Yeah. The kid took a picture of his You're not going to show this picture to me. Yeah, I'm going to show it to you about midnight tonight. Thanks. All right. You're great. But the kid took a picture of the television. Yeah. And it's the reflection in the television is it shows this entity. It's 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 pretty creepy. I'll I'll tell you what on the on the YouTube. I'm, I'm getting goosebumps right now. Just come on, man. I'm on the YouTube like version of this, I will make sure that I put the picture up so that people can, see, can it. see it. Oh, it's wow. pr it's pretty it's pretty spooky. 
Did I you spent a good hour, hour and a half when we got there trying to recreate this picture, trying to work out the angles, trying mm-hmm. to work out how to get something unparanormal, something normal to be in that shape. I could not do it. Yeah, oh, and, wow. and it needs to be said that this wasn't in the dark. I mean, all the lights in the yeah, house were on when the kid the took the picture. Took the picture. Okay. So that just goes to prove to you that paranormal uh, activity doesn't just happen in the dark. Yeah. And I think that's what most people think. You know, it's dark. Oh, something bad's going to happen. You know, right. it doesn't have to be dark. No, it doesn't have to be dark. Go on, Alan. Tell us more about what's go- what happened at this yeah. place. Well, we came in. We did a, a lot of our initial readings. We came through with the EMF detectors. Uh, EMF was high in the bedroom and in his closet. So we went away. He, uh, he spent some money. Okay, now wait. Well, let me stop you right there. Explain to us what EMF is and okay. what it does to the human body. Uh, EMS stands for electric, uh, start again, electrical, electric magnetic frequency. And it, it can have lots of effects. I mean, a lot of people can be around it and be fine, but if you're sensitive to it, it can give you migraines. It can make you hallucinate, can kill small animals. Uh, lots of places in Europe have it as, uh, pollution or poisoning. U.S. is a little bit behind in that. Yeah. Essentially it's anytime you run electricity for a wire some of that energy leaks if especially so, if the wires are old and they're not shielded yeah. like they are in like today's today's time. yeah 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 i mean how many people did we did we go they had sleep problems and we went and checked the uh the 80s style clock next to their bed and it just it oh, redlined it right oh, wow right that's what so, you, I mean, that's what your emf sleep. meters are for uh, for yeah Go they're on. Not really, they don't really work as digital Ouija boards. I mean, we had that happen once, but usually it's just there so we can check, you know, what's normal, what's not normal. Because EMF can cause you to feel like you're having a paranormal experience. So yeah. that's why we need oh, to know. Yeah, it can if, make you paranoid. And then there's there's also the train of thought that, that the EMF also powers the energy of uh, the entity that is haunting the place or whatever. So th- there's that that train of thought, too. Go on, Alan. Tell us more about uh, uh, this this case that you worked on. So we came in. We uh, we threw everything at this case. All the equipment. Uh, we ran some uh, some experiments. We got orbs that you could see with your naked eye, and that is the only place I've ever seen orbs with my naked eye. That's about the only time that you can say it's actual actually a paranormal orb. You see a lot of pictures with these little orbs and stuff on it, but that's generally dust or moisture or even bugs. But when you can see it with your naked eye, you know, it's real. So we threw everything. We got a couple of interesting EVPs. Uh, essentially we had to tell him that you're going to need to get hold of somebody in the Santeria faith. Santeria. Did you say? Yes. Yes. Now tell us a little bit about the Santeria face or what you know about it. Um, Santeria is more of a South American spirituality. It kind of resembles voodoo a little bit. There are some dark magic elements in the blood magic and things like that. So again, that's something that we try to avoid because I don't really know enough about it. I am not a priest or a priestess, so that's not really something that I can fight that's not something i can take on that would be one of the instances where i have to pass this case on to somebody else who knows how to deal with it who has experience and who is educated on the subject alan at what point did you realize that you were dealing with a spiritual type thing rather than a ghostly type thing 
We had two investigators that were had to leave the building because they went from being fine to like a huge migraine and they nearly ended up falling over. So they had to leave the building. They had to leave the house. Really? That happens very, very rarely. Um, And then when you start seeing as many orbs as we saw with our naked eye, that that's high up there. Well, did you Um, know about the priest thing from in the beginning or did you find out later on? We found out a little bit later on. It made a lot of sense once we found out what was going on. Yeah. You kind of put two Um, to two together. Yeah. So that, that, that's way, way out of our wheelhouse. So how did you handle it once you, once you discovered that you're, you might be dealing with a curse rather than uh, ghosts or a poltergeist or something? How did you handle that? We sat him down. We spoke to him, and we said, the only way you're going to get rid of this is to contact somebody in that faith who is better than that person is to get rid of it. We cannot help you. We can't get rid of it. So that's what he did. Uh, he contacted somebody and they came out and I mean, things were all right for him last time we spoke to him. And they were able, um, able to help him. Yeah. Yes. And fast you have, forward a couple. and you fast actually have some related to this, don't you? Got that. Yeah. Well, uh, fast forward a couple of years. Yeah. We're, we're investigating in Louisiana in New Orleans and, uh, we go up to one of the, uh, really famous voodoo shops and we speak to the, uh, the priestess there and we show her the picture. She looks at the picture and she proceeds to tell us the story. You mean you didn't say anything to her about the story at all? Nope. He told us, she told us, sorry, about the curse, about someone doing it to him and what the uh, reactions to this being being in the house would be. You just showed her a picture. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yes. And that we was took it. The picture, we took the picture with us and we wow. showed it to her and said, what can you tell us? And she proceeded to tell us that this being was manifested to go after specifically to go after someone to target someone and to make their lives miserable Wow! wow. and to make them ill. Well, that's kind of scary to think that something like that might be actual, uh, an actual reality in this world. Yeah, really. it, yeah. is, it is. It is terrifying, which is again, one of the reasons that I don't deal with these cases. Right. Wow. Right. Wow, that's that is kind of that's kind of that's it's, creepy. That's, it's that's, that's, it's it's not creepy. It's scary when you scary, get down yeah. to think about it. That's why I, when I was with Dabs, if it resembled demonic activity, voodoo, or any kind of black magic or anything, I I steer I tried to steer away myself away from it as much as possible. And not that you guys, I don't remember you guys ever saying we needed to investigate something like that. Uh, but I had always told myself I I don't want anything to do, because that's something that you can bring home with you. Yeah, if you're not careful. Yeah, I'm not messing with anything like that. I, I don't want to be. Right. And, you know, not only that, but again, that's not something that I have the tools to deal with. You know, I can investigate. I can tell them if there's activity there, but when they need more answers and when they need to actually combat something spiritual, that's not what I do. Wow. So, I mean, a lot of these cases... I just had to try to turn over to someone else. If I thought that it was something possibly demonic, then I had a minister that I turned those over to. And if it was something else, then we either didn't take the case or we found someone else who could deal with it. Well, let me, it's not like a little old lady that we, we did a case for where she was scared about things moving and, uh, 
there was stuff happening in her apartment. We get there and we start doing the uh, equipment stuff. And she's speaking about her dead husband and all our equipment starts lighting up. Oh, wow. And uh, we get the full story that she uh, she worked as an extra in Hollywood. And she was writing a memoir about all the stars she had met and all the things she had done. And she had just got to the point in her book about her husband getting cancer and him him committing suicide. And Ooh. then it starts clicking for her that the picture that fell down was the picture of the daughter they had together. Oh, and wow. we got there, we had a scared little old lady. When we left, she was cussing him out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, now, so, I mean, now that, that brings... what we would call a success. You dirty so-and-so. That brings know? up a very good point. Um, oftentimes, whenever you have a, a spirit in your house, confronting it and saying, look, this is my house. You are in my house. And, and try to take control of the situation and let the spirit know that you're the one that's in control. Is that, is that correct? Yes, if we have something that is in a location and the homeowners absolutely don't want it there, they want it gone, then we encourage them to take a stand and to tell whatever is there, this is my house, this is not your house, you don't belong here, you're not welcome here. There's a certain amount of power to that, right? There, there is. Well, it's also because, psychological for them as well. Yes. I mean, we don't provoke, per se, because it's kind of our attitude that we can't go into a house and make this spiritual or make this spirit or this ghost angry and then leave. Plus you don't want to really cuss out someone's little old lady grandmother, do you? No, yeah, no not really. No, I don't want to do that. Now we got a little more time left. Now, before you guys go, I just want to remind everybody, if you're interested in, in getting, getting in contact with these guys in the, in the group Dallas area paranormal society, they're on Facebook, right? You got a Facebook page set up and yeah. they can contact you through that, right? Yeah. Yes. All right. And, 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 you know, we've been talking about some stuff there. It's kind of, that's really kind of scary. I know you got, you might have a, a little uh, funny, humorous story you can share with us. Can't you? Yeah. We were doing a, uh, a ghost party at a place called Catfish Plantation in Waxahachie. It's, ah. it's renowned for being haunted. I mean, it's been on some of the TV shows and yeah. there's a couple of spirits that like to hang out in there and they, they're a bit protective of the location. So <laughs> we're, we're doing the ghost party. And uh, a guy was there with a camera, and he was he was filming everything, and uh, looked a little bit shifty. So he wandered <laughs> up to me. He stuck his camera in my face and said, "This place is bullshit. It's all hype." Wow. Now I was going to formulate a response, but then I watched his hair go up and get pulled down. No, wait, 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 Alan. You're going to have to elaborate on that. You watched his hair go up. You you saw a piece of his hair rise up. Yes. And get pulled down. As if somebody was pulling it up and dr and pulling it down, right? Yes. Oh, wow. His eyes went big. The color faded from his face. He turned around. He walked out the door. He got in his car and he drived away. We never found that block. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that guy believed from, from that point on. You're like, there might oh, be yeah. something to this, okay? Well, and let me just, just to be clear on this, you're standing here and this guy comes up to you. This is showing you. How, how used Alan and, and Dabs are to this kind of thing. He's standing there and you see this guy's hair go up and down and you, it did, you didn't think anything about that at all. Did you? It didn't. No, I went nice one. Will cause will is one of the mischievous spirits that, that that's there. And as soon as it happened, I knew exactly who did it. Yeah. I would have shit myself. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> I mean, if I'm standing there, if I'm going there and I saw that, I went, Oh my God, what just happened? You know? Hell no. <laughs> Hell to the no, no, no. <laughs> wow. I would, I don't, I don't know what I, I would have freaked 
the hell out. I'm gonna tell you right now. Well, that place, I'll tell you from experience. That is pretty funny though. The guy that you're saying that right there, and the you know the entity will say, "Oh, uh, I'm gonna show uh, you." Out of all the places that I investigated with DAPS, I that's one of the very few places that I will say is paranormal. There's really? something weird going on. There. Yeah, you've talked about that at length with me yeah. off off. Off, you know, off mic and everything. We've talked about that. Yeah. And that's, by the way, for people that know me, they know this. But if you don't, that's my stomping area. I grew up in that area. Yeah. So, And I've never heard of that place. Well, let me tell you something. And I don't have to go there next time I go visit home, you know. You know, talking about Catfish Plantation, it, and Alan and Tanya will back me up on this. The place is, there's something paranormal going, something on, going on. But, there. man, their food is so good. <laughs> or, or it was back in the day when yeah. I was there. Man, it, it was so is. good. They they made some. Well, I'm definitely next time. Pumpkin fries, man. Pumpkin fries. Yeah, Yeah. pumpkin Pumpkin fries. Fries with chocolate sauce. (laughs) Oh my god, that sounds so good. Sweet potato fries. Sweet potato fries. Oh my gosh, everything's good. Oh wow, so so delicious. Uh, We we but we've seen doors open there. We've seen doors close there. We've seen red little glowing orbs floating around in the kitchen. They've had fires there that have started just out of nowhere. So does this happen when people are eating while they're sitting there and they're having food? Oh, some some things do. Uh, Sean had just made a huge thing of bread pudding, which, by the way, is also great. Mm-hmm. It disappeared for three hours and the, then appeared back where the, it originally was. The pudding did? Yeah. It, it a came... whole big pan of it disappeared. And what? Yeah. It, and I, it's, <laughs> oh it's, it's incredible. You know, we, like Alan said, we used to host, they used to host these investigation parties yeah. you know, after their business hours would close, they would sell tickets to people yeah. and they would close the business, clean up a little bit, then bring all the, these people in and feed them. And then they'd clean up again and turn out all the lights and we would run the investigation. And my dad got to come to one of these one yeah. time. And my dad, it was the funniest thing. I'll never, I'll never, Alan tell that story because you were standing right there and you were the one that was actually talking but my dad's yeah, his uh, jaw was on the floor. Okay, all right, because your dad's a skeptic. You well, know? I won't say skeptic, but he's real. He's he's intellectual. Yeah. You know. Okay, he feels like there's there's, there's a an reason. He can always yeah. find an explanation for it. Okay, that's what I meant to say. All right, go ahead, well, Alan. The, uh, the restaurant doors that are they're on a double swivel. Now, all the time when the door will open and close, it's it's a pressure difference. When they open another door in the restaurant, it'll open and close. So I thought, you know, I'll. I'll get this out the way. I'll try and tell everybody about the doors. Well, it kept happening. It kept happening. So I was like, I called out one of the ghost's name and I said, if that's you, can you open the door for me? Trying to prove that this, this isn't paranormal. Well, of course I say that and the door slowly opens. The door stays open and slowly closes. And I'm like, well, that just didn't work, did it? <laughs> next thing I hear the investigator behind me start laughing because every time I try and disprove something at Catfish Plantation, the restaurant spirits go, "Oh yeah, watch this." Yeah, it, that's the truth. And my dad's my dad's jaw was on the floor; he couldn't. And, and the thing about this is, you know, in in a, in a scientific experiment, you try to recreate the uh, effect over and over, right? Yeah. Well, Alan, yeah. Alan was able to do this several times that night. He would say, open the door, and the door would open. And stay open until he'd say, okay, close it. And then he, and when he'd say, close it, the door would close. It was the, and I, I was there that night, and I was making sure that nobody was coming in, any of the outside doors causing pressure, you know, pressure, to open yeah, the door. Make the door yeah. And my dad was just floored. He talks about it today. Really? Yeah. Because he couldn't believe what he was you seeing. You know what? We could do a whole episode on Catfish well, we could Plantation. Do an, we, we'll do another. We'll have them back. What do you think? Guys, I, you, would you like to come back and do another episode sometime? 
Absolutely. We yep. probably have more stories than you have time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, what, that's, what, that's what you like. That's absolutely. <laughs> that way we can pick and choose the best, the best. You know what? I'm... The embarrassing ones about Terry, too. Yeah. Oh, oh, hey, hey, yes. hey, hey, we're not going that, there. Okay, there's your tease, people out there, for the next show, <laughs> you know, with uh, uh, Tanya and Alan. Uh, it's going to be stories to embarrass Terry. There Let, we go. Uh, let's not. I like that. That's good. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, listen, you know, um, we do have a lot of stories that yeah. we, from Catfish Plantation and a lot other places as well. Um, and uh, we have a place here in, in, in Bryan College Station, Texas. It's called the LaSalle Hotel. Yeah. And here's my thought. Here's, yeah. here's my thought. I'm just going to tease this now and, okay. and see what tease people it. think. But what if we had Tanya and Allen and some of the DAPS crew come to Bryan College Station and run an actual investigation oh, it's in, in the LaSalle? LaSalle Hotel? Okay, because it's been noted to be – Haunted. And we get Harold that, that, Presley to go. Yeah, right. <laughs> and we'll do a live podcast from. I'll do it. I'll sit at the bar while you guys do your thing. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's the wrong type of spirit, dude. Well, that's something you to think about. Me, Harold, I'll protect you. Okay. All hey, right. let's well, let's even make let's even make the pot sweeter. Let's do it around Halloween. How's that? <laughs> well, we'll see. I'm not committing to anything, but I'm I'm open to it. Okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you've been listening to the Price and Presley Spook Show with our very special guests from Dallas Area Paranormal Society, Tanya and Alan King. We thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank, thank you, guys. Thanks for having us. Hey, we're going to talk. Hey. We'll see you next time, all right, because we'll definitely do another show. Look forward to it. All right. And don't forget, uh, people out there, if you've got uh, stories you want to share with us that you want us to share over the air, make sure you email us to us. Price and Presley, not Price and, just Price Presley Show at gmail.com. Price Presley Show at gmail.com. And uh, also follow us on Facebook.com. Uh, Price Presley Spook Show there as well. All right. And if your story's scary enough, if it spooks Harold enough, then we might try to get you on on the podcast itself yeah. if you want to. Yeah. And if you share a story, we won't say your name over there. If you're worried about that, don't worry. We're just, just, just going to do the story. We can no. change your name. Or change and, your name. I'm not use it at all. That's right. That's right. And once again, that's at Price Presley Show at gmail.com. That's right. Be sure you send us your stories. We want to hear them. We, we, we're so interested in this. We'd love to hear other people's stories. So until next time, the Price Presley and Presley Spook Show podcast, he is... Terry Price. I am Harold Presley. Don't get spooked.